Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Paul Thomas Anderson helped film parts of the special. Anderson and Adam Sandler are friends, and Sandler starred in Punch Drunk Love in 2002, <laughs> which Anderson wrote and directed. Hello, and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet that used to be dedicated to Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese, but is now just dedicated to Adam Sandler. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy... Uh, Jeremy uh, Chris Farley song. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. <Okay. laughs> you know what I didn't realize? You know how we just talked about the... Um, uh, what's it called? What was it? What was the like Einstein Award or the wh- whatever the freaking award was that Sandler won? Uh, the Mark Twain Prize. Yeah, I sure. Believe uh, Einstein, Twain, same guy. Yeah, same person. They both invented the bomb. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible, terrible men. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know how Rob Schneider did that whole like "Growing Old with You" song? Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I, so, like, Sandler ends a hundred percent fresh with doing that song. Yeah, like for his his wife or, or whatever. Right. And right. and uh, I wonder if that was a a reference to the hundred percent fresh. Either way, it doesn't make me like the Rob Schneider rendition <laughs> <laughs> anymore. I'm just like, after I, would, I watched yeah. this again, I was like, huh. It's. I, yeah, good question. I don't actually know. I know that uh, the the that song is like an easy one to just sort of pull in, you know, for like kind of any occasion. Like it works in like a romantic context. It kind of works in like a friendship context too. Like, so Sandler, that's a, oh, man, that's a really good song though, dude, I think. <laughs> like Grown Old With You, it's like, Kind of works for me anytime it's played. Kind of evergreen there. Good for you, Sandman. It's a uh, it's a Sandler original, you know. Yeah. I remember oh, when yeah. I was a uh, when I was a young lad watching. Uh, you know, I used to have. Uh, you know how you could like copy VHSs to other VHSs. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I did that with, uh, or no, I did. I, I recorded. Uh, I I remember it was on TBS. Very funny, and uh, they were playing uh, the wedding singer, and I was like recording it. Oh yeah, VHS. Oh yeah, and uh, you know I was because when you do it, you have to if you want to skip the commercials, you have to like press stop and then record again after the commercials. So I was doing this for like two hours. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember what happened, but I had to I had to leave, and so I just had this like version of the wedding singer uh, that stops like halfway through that when he's doing that song on the on the plane. So like the end of the like the the peak 
you know, the climax of the movie. Yeah. Oh man. And uh, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's my anecdote. So I've I've never. Um, I guess I have seen the end of it, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it. We watched it again for this podcast. Wedding singer, kind of an all timer. But yeah, you just took me back to a time when. I, we were doing that kind of stuff when I was taping like Simpsons episodes and random cartoons or like my mom would do that. And then like, like she would tape a bunch of like Halloween and Christmas specials. And then we'd like bust those VHS tapes out every year and like watch through them all. Mm. We did that for like six years in a row. <laughs> um, I was thinking about recently, uh, calling into radio stations. Mm. I don't know if you ever did this. I was a big like radio person when I was like, I don't know, 12 or something. Yeah, big radio man. Yeah. Uh, and I remember calling in uh, to request the, the Mammal Song by the Bloodhound Gang. Mm. <laughs> And the, D- the DJ told me that I was too young, and to, uh, I think he told me to like go to bed or something. Right? Like, yeah. But night. you wanted to hear "You and Me, Baby," ain't nothing but mammals. Yes. And uh, I was thinking about that, and I thought, you know what? Good for good for that guy. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. He made probably me have a point. Yeah. Probably shouldn't encourage twelve-year-old boy to listen to that. But speaking of. Uh, 12-year-old boys, I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I bet a lot of 12-year-old boys liked this uh, this special. Yeah, I'll tell uh, you... And they also 30, might like our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you a 34-year-old boy that liked the special, and uh, it's me, Eric yeah. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to tell the people about uh, the Patreon. Easy. Easiest thing I've ever done is tell people about this Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy is where you can go find a bunch of bonus content from us. We've got years of it on there, a bunch of events throughout the years. We've recently covered all of the Coen Brothers filmography, and we've we moved on to their written works for other directors. It's been an absolute blast over there. you got to check us out. You gotta drop in that money, that cash money into my wallet, baby. Yes, uh, the, drop those dollar bills, and we will be uh, uploading mm-hmm. sounds <laughs> into That's your right. ears. That's right. We don't even talk. We just make sounds. Yeah, it's cra- It's it's pretty weird. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I, we've been considering doing actual dialogue in <laughs> yeah. our uh, hour long, you know, bonus episodes. But uh, you know, we'll work up, that's, we'll work up uh, to you, dialogue. Yeah, you got to stand out somehow in the sea of uh, podcasts mm-hmm. out there, and uh, we we couldn't help but notice that there's an untapped uh, market in the. Uh, uh, just random noises. <laughs> sure, yeah. So we've been even told that there are certain species of animal out there who can understand what we're saying. Yes. Um. But uh, if you go to that Patreon, you can also listen to. I don't know if you're aware of this, Jeremy. We also do like movie podcast episodes too. Where. I think I heard uh, I read somewhere that we are going to be doing like all the Steven Spielberg movies pretty soon, and we do all these like 
horror movies and uh, stuff like that. So, oh yeah, you know, some for everyone over there. Yeah, um, we've been threatening to uh, someday do a reverse Nofsky over there. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 you know, um, if if the patrons don't behave themselves, we will <laughs> force them all to watch the Darren Aronofsky movies uh in reverse order. <laughs> it is something that we've <laughs> threatened to do. Uh but uh yeah, anyway, if any of that stuff sounds good to you, head on over to the Patreon. It's going to be a blast. You said that you are yeah, right. patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Head on over, check us out. We really let our hair down over there. Long flowing locks of Pantene Pro V hair. Uh Pantene Pro V. You remember L'Oreal? Oh yeah. The little eyeball in the Oh bottle? yeah. Yeah, that that, uh, that you could get in your eyes. Yes. Yeah, I used to use it just as eye drops. Yeah, I cleaned my eyes with that crap. <laughs> um, so, Jeremy, the reason, if I sound uh, flustered or panicked to you, it is uh, because I am, because I realize that there is not like a, typically with these episodes, we go through like a the Wikipedia <laughs> plot uh, sure. of... And, you know, trivia and stuff about about the movies. And uh, this is a little bit different. Um, this is a... Uh, it almost seems... I don't know if you would, like, call this a spe- stand-up special, necessarily. Because it's, like, so... Uh, it's clips from, like, all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, an assembled <clears throat> special from all of the material he's doing. it's also very musical. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it reminds me of, like... I mean, this is going to sound, this is in reverse, but like if anyone who's listening likes Bo Burnham, like Bo Burnham's specials are sort of similar where it's like a bunch of jokes, but then also a bunch of songs. He got that from Sandler. Sandler's always been, and and I mean, Sandler got it from other people too. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, he was the first like sort of hybrid musical stand-up comedian, but, uh. Like this whole idea, this multi-presentational thing, multimedia, mixed media thing. Like Sandler's been doing that kind of for years, right? Yeah, I think he. Uh, I really liked him when I was a kid because he was like a funny, but b he could he you know he played guitar and stuff, and he was yeah he, he was cool. He definitely the first person I I'd, I'd seen it do comedy and music at the same time and have it be like. I guess Weird Al maybe, but besides Weird Al with Sandler um, doing like, I remember he did like a, a song about a red hooded sweatshirt <laughs> on Weekend Update one time that I really liked. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he'd bring his yeah. guitar on there. Always been, like yeah, it. always been a musical guy. And I think that's like not just some, you know, his claim to fame, but like he's always used it a lot in his in his own movies. Like, uh, to like, you know, um, you know, kind of enhance like the wedding singer is a good one. Fifty first dates has a great song in there, you know. Uh, anyway, it's like uh, it's like a thing of uh, it's a thing about him, and he started kind of a tradition on SNL that that was basically like, okay, they got to have one kind of young handsome guy <laughs> on. 
the team who does music <laughs> too. Like Jimmy right. Fallon was that guy for a long time. And then Andy Sandberg was that guy for a long time. And now Thank you, Mike and Ike. Thank you, Candy Corn. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's uh Halloween song. Who do they yeah. have do they, do they have a music per a musical person now? I'm sh- I'm sure they do. Uh yeah. although it could just be the the that that like when Andy Samberg got there with Lonely Island mm. that they just sort of they switched it to like instead of it just being music it was like oh we hired this sketch team because now please don't destroy us is on that show and they're like a whole other sketch team that's just at SNL doing stuff that's actually kind of crazy if you think about like the the format of a uh... SNL just like essentially just like yeah we're just gonna bring on this like sketch group that is not gonna yeah. do live stuff yeah. I mean I guess they always did like commercial parodies and they did the um, TV Funhouse or whatever but yeah Smigel was always a big Lonely Island I remember they were just like you like I just knew them from YouTube I just thought there was some like niche YouTube thing right yeah um, yeah they kind of were right until uh until they weren't. <laughs> right. You know, uh, one of these days, Jeremy, they're going to be like, you know what we need to get the, the numbers up on <laughs> yeah. uh, SNL to, to connect with the young people? Uh-huh. We need two a podcast of two guys in their 30s <laughs> yep. talking about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Martin Scorsese and... Uh, which they, they they need a they need a, two guys to talk about which Anderson is best. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I yeah. It, yeah, our ship will come for sure. It hasn't sailed long away. <laughs> uh no, yeah, I, I think about um you know, Sandler though, kind of like you were saying like popularizing like the whole like guy with a guitar being the stand up being a stand up guy like yeah weird al was a he was an albums guy his live show was just music sandler was like this hybrid i and i i feel like his early albums and you know definitely 100% fresh sort of follow this template of like song few jokes song a few jokes song a few jokes um which is great. Um, so this, uh, I know that you've, uh, it sounds like we both watched this uh, sort of around the time that it came out. Um, I remember, I mean, I, I I didn't even know that Sandler was like doing live stuff at all when this came out. Like I just kind of like had gotten to the point where you know, whatever I, I would like hear about things that he was up to, but he's one of those guys who's just like always got stuff coming out. Um, so when I heard about this, I was like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. And then I started hearing like people whose opinions I really respected being like, this is awesome. And yeah. like Sandler still has it. And this is great. And, uh, I remember being like, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's true. This this whole special is really good. It's yeah. like it, it, there's there's a, a certain type of a. It's not like mm, 
like fa- uh, family friendly is not the word for it because yeah he, he says the f word a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he, he has this way of being like i i couldn't imagine like anybody not laughing at this like right a, like, like a, yeah a gr- he, he doesn't come like loaded up with like a lot of controversial takes or like hot like takes you know like he's not going political he's not going too sexual he's sort of staying in a in a middle lane that that is generally agreeable to everyone yes and it's just like pure like observational comedy like stupid comedy too yes like, very stupid way. some of the songs are uh are just like really short mm-hmm. jokes essentially like one like a, a the whole song is a setup to to a punchline and it's like you know 45 seconds long and it's great it's uh i don't know this 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 came out of nowhere for me did you did you have a positive experience with this the first yeah, time you watched my, it yeah my my experience was exactly like yours actually uh so it was like i heard you know i probably was saw it that on netflix he had a special out and was like oh not interested and then people in the comedy community were kind of talking about it and then you go on twitter and you would see that like people were sort of praising it for being just like a piece of very watchable content that was very relaxing and that didn't you know wasn't like challenging people and i I think this came out at a really hard time too like i think it came out around like it was either i think it was like the trump election or something or like something was going on, I remember, or like maybe like the Me Too movement had just sort of hit, and it like, yeah, it just it it was like a a hard sort. Yeah, it was like the Me Too movement had just kind of that's yeah, twenty eighteen. So it was like, you know, it, it, people were on Twitter, sort of just it was a it was people were having a hard time. I think when this came out and it, and it came out, it, but it came out at a night, like it helped like bring like levity to online conversation. It gave things, it gave something that people could agree on. I remember that being one of my feelings about this special was that a lot of people could band together and agree that, and especially in a time when other standups were sort of doubling down in a direction that I think was very offensive and challenging and, sort of mean you know like a lot of yes. stand-ups were kind of doubling re- doubling down in like almost a conservative kind of kind of a trigger happy shock value sort of thing sandler comes out with a very sort of silly comedy special and i remember thinking that it was very appreciated by by the world at the time <laughs> Yes, I don't remember he, anyone saying anything about negative about the special. He just comes out with like, you know, songs about uh, Uber as Uber drivers smelling like a butthole. Yeah, right. And it's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. So he's totally. got this guy, uh, Dan Bula, who is the uh, piano player, um, who, oh, apparently he wrote Sandy Wexler. Uh, okay. He was a writer on SNL. I was about to say, I have no idea. I had never heard of this guy. Um, Mm. but, uh, 
I like the I, I like Sandler having like a sidekick there too. Uh that's oh, just yeah. kind of playing the music and he can uh you know, kind of rip on him a little bit. Um but I feel like this Dan Bula guy. Okay, he wrote on SNL Bupkiss. Bupkiss is a new show. Yeah, it's, isn't that Pete Davidson? Yeah, uh, it's Pete Davidson. Um Yeah, I feel like what an honor it must be to like just be like taken out as the sidekick on Adam Sandler's like, you know, national uh, freaking tour. Uh, I kind of right. love that he like goes to different. There's this weird thing that happens in like the production of stand up specials where, and everyone, a lot of people know about it. Like it's, but there, there's this like need to make it seem like it's all like one show that's happening. <laughs> sure. When most stand up comedy specials you watch, even if it does look like that, they, probably had at least two shows and filmed them and cut the, you know, like an earlier and a later show and, and cut the best parts together. I, I think it's awesome when he's like, Sandler is like, you know, uh, he's in Milwaukee at one point. I was like, hell yeah, he's, uh, you know, mm. he's in Milwaukee. I like that place. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, uh, idea of like a more of a, I don't know, a, a stand-up uh, uh, tour special tour highlight thing. Yeah, it's I. It's not the first time I've seen something like this happen. You know, like I, I Todd Barry has a very famous crowd work tour that he, he did where he went to a bunch of different cities and just did crowd work and... Like, uh, it's cool. I like, I like any stand-up special that sort of breaks down the artifice of the special because you're right like the the goal is usually to to shoot it two or three times and make it look like it can cut together the same way so you're the the comics wearing the same clothes and doing the same material and i kind of like this where it just sort of seamlessly cuts and transitions to the different stages where they recorded all these and yeah it's cool it gives it like a variety show kind of vibe and like a touring road show kind of vibe Oh, Maria Bamford also her last one of her last specials was like this too, where she does it up like seventeen different times to to right. different cr- like sometimes to like bigger and smaller crowds. Like one one of the crowds is just her husband and her dog. She's doing the special for, mm. <laughs> uh, and and it's all cut together seamlessly. It's really good. But anyway, yeah. So I like the format a lot. Yeah, I actually. Uh... It's making me rethink the way we do this podcast because usually what we do is we record the same conversation word for word. Is it four times in a row? Mm-hmm. It's usually four, yeah. right? And then and then we cut together the best parts. Um, and I feel like what we should be doing is actually going around the country to different places and talking about Adam Sandler movies. Uh, in uh, supermarkets and, you know, various public places and then (laughs) editing (laughs) editing that together. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we sort of have to just rehearse for a couple days before each episode. um, I'm trying to think of some of my favorite... uh, Bits. Bits. I like the phone wallet keys. Yeah. 
That's probably if you go on YouTube, that's like the one that seems to have the most views by a lot. It's got like seven million views. <laughs> I'll, uh, I, I like uh, we need a hero. I like Grandma's Roommate <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Grandma's Roommate is good. Yeah. yeah, I love these. Like, I love the Grandma content we get from Sandler. Yeah, always good. You know? Yeah, I like. Did you like the uh, UFC ears? <laughs> I didn't really get it, but I like. You know, like I mean, the I guess, waffle ear or whatever. Yeah, like they just have weird looking ears from <laughs> because they being get hit. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Right. Yeah. What did you think um, of the uh, Schneider cameo? It was actually kind of funny. Um, I liked how much Sandler thought it was funny. <laughs> like at uh-huh. the end, he's he's like laughing uh, as Schne- you know Rob Schneider is getting like. I mean, that would be funny. That would be funny to like witness that just what Rob Schneider coming down in an astronaut suit. Um, there was, you know, Rob Schneider came to my town not too long ago, and there yeah. was a news story about how some guy like, like, fought there. There was a, a basically a fight broke out. I guess like after like outside of this Rob Schneider show with Rob himself, not with him, just like amongst oh. his crowd. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know we talk a lot about Rob Schneider on this show. Like he's a fun. He's fun in the Sandler movies or like, you know, I've I've liked him on and off in different Sandler stuff, but don't love his solo stuff as much and sort of feel like his out of out of the uh out of the whole Sandler crew, his he's the most outspoken about his shitty politics <laughs> these days. So um Anytime I see Rob Schneider, I'm o- I'm already like, okay, it's better be good, <laughs> right? And uh, I I don't I, I I don't really love the song, um, but it, it it has funny parts. It wasn't it doesn't like totally ruin it for me, you know. It's like it's it's fine. It's pretty. It's okay. It's kind of got some gay panic in there, <laughs> but uh. But yeah, you know, it, it could be worse. I'd much rather him have had brought on like Chris Rock or David Spade. But yes, you know, if you were to also ask me in advance, what celebrity friend do you think he'll bring? I would have guessed Rob Schneider because he seems to like him the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like the uh, the song where or, or I forget what the song is, but he's like basically the punchline. Uh, so through the, throughout the song, he's like. Uh, everyone knows someone who is, you know, a blank or does blank. And then, mm-hmm. uh, with the spotlight, they're shining the spotlight at like different people in the crowd basically. Right. Yeah. And then at the end, the punchline is like, everyone knows an anti-Semite and they just yeah. shine the spotlight on some random guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Very funny. But also how like, I would hate yeah. to be <laughs> the punchline. I guess, I mean, it's just, a, it's just a joke, but I was like, Man, I would be like uh blushing. Oh, you know? for sure, for sure. Yeah. You ever get called out at like a comedy show? Yes. Like, ripped on. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. I Lori Kilmartin one time 
ripped me apart because I, it was a very small crowd at a comedy club and I just looked at the menu on the table. She saw that I was like, <laughs> what looking did she at the say? menu. She was like, wow, this guy's so fucking bored by my material. He's looking at the menu. Hey, maybe you should go eat your bullshit, you know, mozzarella sticks somewhere else. Like, was like, I, I was like, thought I was going to get thrown out of the comedy club just for looking at the menu. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was pretty. But it was like, she, you know, it was a small crowd. And she was like struggling, clearly. So it was like, right. okay, whatever. I guess if I have to be the whatever sacrificial lamb here, that's fine. My cousin went on a date. I think it was even like a first date or something um, to see Tracy Morgan. And he got like uh, Tracy Morgan spent, I guess, like a a good deal of time, like doing crowd work on them. Uh, And he was uh, it it, it essentially like did not uh, it it broke up the uh, relationship, the budding relationship that my cousin was. (laughs) it's <laughs> pretty um good. i uh i don't think it's ever happened to me um oh really i was with my friend dave at a show once and he uh um i can't remember what the eh, whatever it's not that funny of a story. <laughs> but uh yeah anyway love to watch it happen would hate to be the uh you know the audience member that's being called out anyway um yeah. i'm trying to think if there's anything else before we get to the chris farley stuff cuz i'd like to talk to that talk about that at the end say that again well, I was going to save the talking about Chris Farley stuff oh, towards yeah. the end, but yeah. uh, I don't know. We might as well talk about it now. I thought uh, it was pretty great. It's, oh, uh, yeah. It's cool that Sandler, like, he he can do whatever he want with this thing, and he, like, took a great deal of time and, you know, put a lot of energy into doing a thing, uh, a tribute to Chris Farley, and also uh, a tribute to his wife, basically, which was... Right. You know what? Cool guy. Yeah, this was the first time I saw the Chris Farley song. I think it's the first time a lot of people did. But then I think most people saw it for the first time on SNL because he ended up... We know when he hosted SNL, he did the Chris Farley song there too. Uh, but I like it here a lot because, it's again, it's cut together from all these different shows that he did and... Uh, yeah, it seemed seemed like a really special thing that he really believed in and was touring around. And yeah, it's a great song, and it's great in that Adam Sandler way of being just the lyrics being so so funny and yet heartwarming, and the melody is so catchy. You know, like he's a really talent. He's really talented at being. <laughs> gonna sound weird but he's very good at being adam sandler you know what i mean he's very talented at that yeah i know what you're saying he's uh and he he kind of like he's very in tune with like what his shtick is you know what i mean there's there's like a lot of uh even when he's just like riffing on stage and stuff he goes into these voices and and just these little things that are like you know they uh 
things that he's been doing with characters and in movies and stuff for his whole career. Like he's uh, he's just been so uh, consistent in terms of like who he is, I guess. Not necessarily in quality right. of uh, movies at, at certain points, but uh, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, it's weird, man. I was thinking about this when I was watching uh, special. There's just like a generation of people now that just like don't didn't get to experience Chris Farley being alive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Two generations. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, and you know, when I look back, I, I I barely remember him being alive. You know what I mean? Like, Not even I bar- being alive, but being like relevant. in the yeah. in the, yeah, just being just just people like knowing about him and him just being like yeah. a mainstream because right. there's nothing I, I mean it's just I, it's obvious observation but like there really hasn't been anyone like him and I it, it's sad you know sad stuff yeah yeah man it's uh yeah for sure it, it, it's um it's it's sad. It's it, it's and it's weird to think how uh, you know time is just flying by so fast, and it feels like this in some ways you know the uh, someone like Chris Farley or John Candy will never die. You know, will always sort of be around in some ways, but that's kind of not necessarily true. Like, you know, unless you're kind of seeking out older stuff, you know, you look around you and every you know everything is just it's so much new contents being churned out so con you know so constantly like even jonah hill is an old guy now kind of <laughs> you know like not an old man but like he's he's not a kid anymore you know and it's 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 kind of it is weird to think you know someday i mean people already kind of don't know who phil hartman is you know it's uh phil Hooman. oh fartman Sorry. Oh, okay. I know that guy. Um, yeah. And I uh, can't remember what it was exactly, but he he, he says something about uh, Farley's... Oh, he walks in on, like, Chris Farley crying uh, in, like, the writer's room or something at SNL and asks him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought when he was telling this story, I thought he was about to reveal, like, a... a a joke that Farley, you know, Farley said about it. And he, he just said he was thinking about his dad. Mm. And, uh, I don't know. It's sweet. I like, I, one of the things I appreciate about this special about like Sandler too, is just like, uh, seeing the like human side of these like weirdos. Mm -hmm. There's this thing in like, uh, not all comedy now, but like, more in like alternative comedy where like everything is like you have to like everything is lame (laughs) and you have to like make fun like you have to be cynical uh about you know about everything and it's not cool to be like sentimental or whatever um i feel like that this sort of like generation of uh you know comedians from the 90s had like a good uh 
a good mix of that. Even even with like the like the Sandler movies, not necessarily Billy Madison, but like the Wedding Singer, like we were talking about, or uh, I mean, even like Mr. Deeds or something. Or there's at least like the storyline is at least uh, uh, engaging and like you know whatever yeah. i don't know i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore but yeah uh, no i yeah. yeah yeah i definitely um yeah i definitely feel that for sure it's it's there's something about like th- this generation of co- of comedians also like felt like the most down to earth in some ways too yeah. like you get like yeah. the david spade sandler farley crew and they just seem like regular guys who are also doing comedy like you would never call any of them geniuses but that's because they don't like act like geniuses you know what i mean they act like they act very humble or whatever and then uh and and yeah and it it seemed like guys you could just go hang out with whereas i think a, a, a lot of comedians like you know put on airs of being brilliant and a little pretentious maybe um you know you you think about your like john mulaney's and your uh seth Myers's and your bill haters like they, they they seem like less a little more stuck up a little less easy to maybe meet and get to know a little more into their careers and you know i feel like you know, yeah, there's almost like a sense. seriousness to it or yeah. something. Right. Like the the craft of stand up comedy. It's like who cares? <laughs> I just like yeah. I just like when people are like silly and, and shit. Oh yeah. And like and you know, no one's pretending like it, it just speaks a, a, a lot more to their confidence, I think. That they are they they know they're funny. They don't have to like you know, put on airs about it. <laughs> like um. Well, Jeremy, do you have any final thoughts on uh, 100% Fresh? I think that if you haven't seen this, you should check it out. It's a really easy watch. It goes down really smooth. And that's what I would um, say. Yeah, I will say that when we started doing the Sandler movies, this is one that I would, I had been looking forward to rewatching. Uh, and... Uh, it it uh it's satisfied second time around big fan of this um man i hope he, i i would love to see sandler live you know that'd be cool yeah i'm kind of surprised you haven't yeah i'm surprised i haven't also um i remember there was like a while ago i remember hearing about him touring with like nick swardson and david spade and you know some of those guys all went out together um but yeah uh, my thoughts, my closing thoughts on uh, hundred percent fresh. It's a hundred percent fresh in my eyes, you know. Oh wow, that's uh, quite a thought. I think this kicks ass, and I am going to give it four to four Chucky freckles. Nice. I am rating it four out of four as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, I already re- I already wrote it down. You know, it's done. Um, 
I'm trying to see. Oh yes, the the last movie I gave a four out of four is the Mummy. So mm. high praise, high praise. Um, but yeah. So next week, Jeremy, we will be watching a movie. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen this one yet, but it's called. Uh, what the hell is it called? Murder mystery. Murder mystery. Oh, yeah. you better believe I watched it for today. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, next week, or and then the week after is Uncut Gems. But uh, oh yeah, and we're almost done. Then we have Murder Mystery two, and we're out, baby. We are done with is Sandler. That true? Oh yeah, we're done. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't. Oh, and for and for fans of the show who you know, have been following us when we were both a Martin Scorsese and an Adam Sandler fan uh, uh, fan show, uh, some big Scorsese news just dropped. I don't know if you saw it today, Eric. Did you happen to catch the trailer for Scorsese's Flowers of the Killer Moon? Uh, no. I My, my head was uh, elsewhere today. So the trailer dropped. Yeah, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Sorry, Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> Flowers of the Killer Moon. Yeah, it's going to come out in October this year. Uh, so, yeah, we got a new Scorsese uh, crime drama. So I'm, I'm looking right now online. The runtime is three and a half hours, baby. We're back. Mm. We're back in the saddle. Uh yeah, so definitely, you know, we will have already moved on by then to a different subject, but we'll make sure and cover uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, we um, do, we is a, there's a Paul Thomas Anderson coming out soon too, isn't there? Uh there's a Wes Anderson. Oh yeah, sorry, a Wes Anderson. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there is a Wes Anderson movie called um, what what is it called the the freaking uh, Asteroid City is coming out. And that is coming out in June, actually. So we'll also cover that here in just a few weeks. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be really fun. Uh, Are you... uh, I mean, and Eric, we got to talk offline about this, but we're going to start thinking about what our next coverage is going to be. Yeah, I didn't realize this was ending so quickly. Um, yeah, okay, I'm almost taken aback. Uh, cause yeah, you're right. We did already do an episode on hustle and Hubie we've done and Hubie. We've been we a did multiple on Hubie. Hubie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we will have to, uh, we'll have to figure that out. Now's your chance. Listeners at yeah. Hubie Halloween one is our Twitter handle. Um, Tweet at us. Let us know uh, if there's anything you want us to cover um, as far as directors, actors. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Jeremy. We, we've we got... Uh, we. I feel like there's some names that always come up when we do this. Um, but I always like to, uh, to hear what people are... Uh, yeah. Um, I, and to remind the listeners, a couple that have kind of gotten thrown around or you know we joke about the reverse nofsky but we also uh thought about making it a spielberg summer um and uh and then yeah and then there's also potentially the the opportunity to maybe cover uh, a, an older director um that's something i've 
I've uh, I just wanted to throw out there. It could be fun to do. I don't know. If, I don't know. Hitchcock may be wrong just because his body of work is too big, but something like that could could be fun. Anyway. Yeah, we could do um, the guy who directed the uh, train coming at the yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> the camera. Yeah, it's it's just like cars coming at screen. Camel yep. comes at screen. <laughs> <laughs> Different things come at screen. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, that's uh, all that stuff is great. At or uh, no, I already said the Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy for all your bonus content needs. And Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.